Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fight Insight Podcast. Doing things a little bit differently today, but we're the podcast that brings you all the latest news, updates, and analysis from the world of mixed martial arts. Today, we're going to be diving deep into the world of MMA, discussing everything from the latest fights and results to upcoming events, fighter rankings, and much more. So whether you're a diehard fan of the sport or just getting started, we want you to sit back, relax, and get ready for another action-packed episode of Fight Insight. Hit it, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fight Insight Podcast. Let's talk. That intro is a new intro brought to you by ChatGPT. It wrote that intro for us today, Brady Bunch. Our guest today is a young amateur fighter out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, who was supposed to be fighting this week at Havoc FC, but unfortunately due to opponents pulling out, uh, he's now left waiting for a future date and uh, he will make that walk again. With a background in Taekwondo and competing in marathons, this man is looking to make a statement in his next fight, but first he comes to us to talk about the fight game and chasing your dream. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast, Robert DeArne. Hey, how's it going? Thanks What's for going on? Me. Hey, how are you, Robert? Good, how are you? My first public apology, I called you Mark DeArne a thousand times last podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Good for, for no... <laughs> you, you could have a stand-up uh, comedy delivery is perfect i apologize my friend <laughs> do you have a relative named mark DeArne? maybe we can not have him not to my knowledge no <laughs> but that's all right no hard feelings whatsoever uh, it, was, it was good no skin right. off my back no worries no worries so we're going to talk to you today to find out who you are uh first question why no nickname i couldn't find one is there a nickname for robert DeArne? not that i have no um, no I've, okay. I've had some people try and toss one off me back and forth, but I, I don't know. I've never felt too concerned with it. Um, and okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's not always attached to fighters. I couldn't no. name one right now that doesn't have a fight name, though, to be honest. No, there are several that don't have. but of course Maybe like Daniel Cormier, but that's just his name short in D.C., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't really count. Uh, I thought of one while I was thinking, okay? <clears throat> are, you, are you a betting man? No, no. Do you I got no luck for betting. Okay, okay. Well, don't don't worry, don't worry. It is Robert. Add me to your parlay, Dearne. You think so? Eh? Is it the rhyme? The rhyming? Yeah, it's it? the rhyming of it. Yeah. It's you know, it's the confidence. Add me to your parlay. Could you like say it. it ten times fast? No, you're definitely no, not. There no. you go. <laughs> uh, Robert, who is Robert out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada? Who are you as a young man and a fighter? Man, I'm just your average guy, um, living life, working hard, you know. I didn't uh, come from any outstanding beginnings, and, you know, I'm a decent, honest guy. Father, I got four kids, fiance, just, you know, enjoy life one day at a time. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes to live by is, uh, buy the ticket, take the ride. If you know, that's from Hunter S. Thompson. Nice. I mean, it's just like, you know, take the shot, get out there, do something, because, you know, you know, the only thing we have in life is time, right? So just take your time and do something with it so that's that's what i'm about is just always trying something new going after something you know you can't shy away from living your life i think you know a lot of people want to tuck themselves indoors and you know just live on social media or you know bury themselves into work yeah yeah to try something nice man and and in truth you know like time is short as well right so take the most of it, take the advantage. We were talking before the podcast started, right? Like live your life, go enjoy life. Don't get stuck in yeah. things. It's, it's all you got is time, right? And it's the only thing you can leave with is the time you've spent. So. Yeah. Now a lot of people may do choose to do other things with their time, but you're, cho- but you're choosing to try to beat people up. How did you, <laughs> how did, how did you go down the path to fighting? Uh, I was born and raised into it. I think I, I was in Taekwondo as soon as I could walk really. Um, and it was just, natural at that point it was never something that i like i didn't i didn't see anything outside of it at a really young age um there was a time where i i I quit and had other focuses got you know lost in time for a bit um but it was always in the back of my mind and kind of just looped back around as i got you know later into my years um it's like i i don't i don't think i could not fight uh you know as long as my body can do it it's definitely something i want on the table 
Nice. And I couldn't like tell you why. It's just like a, a gut thing. It's in there, you know. And if I've done everything you could imagine for work, for a living, really, like trades work, talking, cleaning, writing, tech, sales. Uh, nothing, nothing tickles my fancy like fighting. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, now, your fight was supposed to be at Havoc FC, which is a local promotion out in Western Canada. Yeah. And uh, you fought for them once before. And so you're f- supposed to fight again this weekend. So this was yeah. supposed to be a fight. Like this was supposed to be fight week interview, which we love having right. players on for fight week. Right. Last last week, uh, the fight gets canceled. Tell us. Yeah. You know, as a young guy, you know, li- like limited opportunities to fight. How mm-hmm. how did that happen, and and how did you feel when that all went down? That's an interesting uh, emotion you must have. Yeah, uh, it, it's full of highs and lows. Everything I've encountered so far in the fight industry has always been highs and lows, um, and and that's kind of with anything in life. So you know, it, it it's always the excitement. Everything's signed. You know, you set the ball starts rolling. Um, you know, and we had a pull out and another name was offered and then a pull out and, you know, just mix and match and it just didn't work. And the time before the fight was just closing. I think we were about five days out. Um, you know, we just couldn't come to an agreement. So they released the the final card, the updated card. Everyone was on it, uh, you know, except myself. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then my opponents, obviously. And then uh, so after that was released, you know. The industry moves fast, life moves fast. You know, I've got other things too. So we start making contact with other people that were involved and everything moves fast, right? And then after the main card was finally updated, then they came back out with another offer. And by the end, I'd already, you know, I'm already committed full into moving on. I've already set the cogs in motion for everything else. So it it was a bummer. I'd be open to doing it again, lining up again in the future. Um, But I mean, it was never like... uh, um, like like we were talking before, MMA has never been my my key focus. So while it's exciting to do, it's 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 keeping me busy and it's building up the resume, right? To yes. to get the eyes of other matchmakers. Um, so yeah, bummed out, but there's always another fight and there's always something else yeah. on the horizon, right? It's it's there's always going to be another fight somewhere. Yeah. So okay. So then let's segue to that though. Because what people may not know about you is that your true goal is bare knuckle fighting. Yeah, yeah. Boom, dude! I love bare knuckle. Yeah, Brady, me too. Brady Bunch is about to sign up for a bare knuckle fight. Yeah, I love watching bare knuckle. I would never do it. You got to be crazy, right? Yeah, not I, like you two. <laughs> I was in love with it. Uh, you know, as an early teenager on the internet, I was watching Kimbo Slice's backyard. Yeah, fights, and I, I, you know, I, I fantasized back then about finding a way to jump the border and and head down to Florida <laughs> to to do it, you know. <laughs> but it, you know, obviously that never happened, and it's not something that's really available up here in Canada. You know, um, it's not even legal to, to compete bare knuckle here. Right. Um, not yet. But when the when the um, when the pandemic uh, like first sort of hit and everything travel wise, <clears throat> excuse me, was locked down. Uh, Bare Knuckle FC actually invited me out uh, to their first like organized tryout uh, in Kansas City. Um, nice. Personally, invited me down, you know, on a week notice too, you know. So three grand later, you know, I've got places to stay, you know, hotels booked, flights booked. You know, I'm I'm down there uh, in a weekend, did the thing, and, and jumped back out. And then uh, just before, um, I think actually, I think it was Boxing Day. Uh, just after that Christmas, uh, the matchmaker reached out, said, we got you for a fight. Um, I said, great. You know, um, he said, we'll be in touch, you know, in the coming weeks. And that just never happened. Uh, so, you know, I kept going back and forth with them to different cards, different locations. Uh, you know, I'm getting more and more upset <laughs> as time goes on, right? A whole year goes by and nothing's right. happened. Uh, and then I started having some back and forth with the president himself and, uh, you know, and, and he assures me uh, they'll have a fight for me when he comes back up north. They come back up north in Montana. I go through the fight week, nothing, you know. Um, so then I had my out with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I said some words that maybe, you know, were, were ill-advised at the time. 
you, you know, you can't expect every fighter to act like an adult always. <laughs> um, so, you know, they're, they're probably not too happy with me there. And, and, and uh, uh, he's had me blocked uh, since then. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, uh, join uh, the club, my friend. I'm blocked from Dana. I'm blocked from 1FC. Like, that's okay, man. Don't worry. I got a few blocks. I'm not even sure what I did, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, so this is you're talking about Feldman, CEO. Yeah, Feldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fight. So the funny thing is, uh, my silly organization that got me started is his older brother's org. Oh yeah, celebrity boxing, right? Yeah. We have had our screaming fights and some blocking. I hope. <laughs> let's just say doors reopened up. So I hope it happens for you. Yeah, uh, it would be nice. Bare knuckles, my passion. It's it's what I would love to do. You know? I'm, I'm going to throw one crazy comment out, and then, Timmy, I know you yeah. want to say something. Uh, I'm speaking to the overseas EKFC bookers at the moment. Uh, so if you're down to go overseas, I could probably connect you to that. Yeah, I, I would be down to do that. Uh, they actually, uh, we recently started following each other to uh, awesome. mutual interest. You know, no words exchanged, but, yeah, I'd... I, be down to it. I've, I've talked to, to, you know, the other two big organizations, BYB and BKB and yeah. nothing promising yet, but at least some, some mutual interest. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, can I, I mean, can I, okay. So Brady Bunch, obviously, you know, is talking about BKFC Thailand, right? Yeah. Okay. And when you win, we expect this. Welcome to bare knuckle fighting championship. Ty Emery. Interesting celebration, right? I love Ty, by the way. What a much <laughs> uh, that ruffled some feathers, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that, that was crazy. Uh, no, it's Robert, real quick. She got yeah, screwed yeah. in her last fight, by the way. It was disappointing. Yes. <laughs> but, she'll, but she'll be back. Um, and she'll be on this podcast, by the way, as well. But, Robert, uh, yeah, so there's BKFC Thailand, which now you and Brady Bunch can go down there and dominate together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get you some fight in sight tank tops to wear. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, okay. So bare knuckle, hopefully in your future. Yeah. There's BYB. There's uh, BKB. There's a, there's a few, right? Organizations. Shout out to Mel. Friend. Give me a fight, Mel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We know he watches this podcast. Damn it. Yeah. He better. So get, he yeah. Knows get... I've been waiting to hear something from him for a while. So nice. And you know what? Here's the thing. You have the look, my friend. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Robert Dearney's got a pretty cool look. Of, I mean, I would say a very Canadian look as well. Uh, well if, I am Canadian. If, <laughs> but you know, that might be the takeaway. You've got that kind of Canadian look, but you've got that rough, badass kind of look. Like I feel like you'd be good for a bare knuckle organization, man. Yeah, like, I would love it. Yeah, dude, get it done. I mean, uh, I've been yeah. hitting a, a heavy bag bare knuckle since I was four too. I mean, it's it's and that's you know that's that's how. I think everybody sort of learns how to fight in the beginning, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so now when I was looking at your bio, there's one quick thing I wanted to ask you. Sorry, I'm going to be cognizant of time here because uh, you got to go soon. Uh, I noticed that you weren't affiliated with a gym, my friend. What's, what's right, going yeah. on there? Why, why uh, not and what's up? Yeah, I won't name drop any gyms, but I've, I've been in, you know, about a dozen different gyms uh, here in Calgary and out. In, in other places okay. like um and i was i was uh, a member of a one up until the pandemic you know kind of screwed with everything and then at that point i just sort of just built my own gym and started okay. up with people here and there and making it more of like a i don't know a, like a controlled circle okay yeah. yeah um i do have my set on another location um here in the future, just to you know, store up on some holes that I've got. Yeah, obviously, you know. But. All right, all right. Yeah, no, cool. I just want to make sure you know because now that you're a true friend of the podcast, I only want to see you succeed. So, and the importance of like you know getting with good people and being with a good team, blah blah blah. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's definitely important to have, have good people around you. Yeah, and I've I've spent a lot of time with a lot of solid people. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh understanding that you do have to go i do want to ask you one question that we are now asking everyone brady bunch okay so robert uh a question that my mother used to ask me uh growing up as a child but i want to ask it now of all the people we have on this podcast on a scale of one to ten robert on a scale of one to ten how happy are you 
chat. Uh, I think it's all relative, buddy. <laughs> I think so it's all relative on on your situation and the context of what you're doing and and your time, your, your moments in time. Uh, life's full of up and downs. You, you can be happy one moment, sad the next moment, frustrated, you know, anything like that. Uh, but generally, yeah, I love life. Yeah, nice man. Got to make the best of it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you seem like such a happy dude, man, and I'm and I'm happy for you. I know that it sucks that this fight fell out for you. Yeah, um, yeah. It is what but, it is, right? It is what. But it like is. you, but like you said, you're you're focused. You've got other things on the horizon, and I and you know I did have one uh, fan question that wrote in, and I think this person knew a little bit, had some background information. They said you were offered an O and O an O and O opponent with Havoc, a f- like just with a few weeks or days to go but yeah. unfortunately you turned it down yeah. but i feel like you kind of answer this because like hey once everything got all sorted out yeah and these yeah. last and minute you know I, I won't name drop anything again as well but i mean um you know oh oh no it's only so much in this industry right i mean you can have a black belt that's oh no right right <laughs> yeah i mean i'm you know I'm, I'm no 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 stranger to a scuffle i'm not shy but I'm not an idiot either, and it's an entertainment business, right? And when things move quick and decisions are made, it's, it, it has a fallout, and everybody makes their own decisions. Right, right. And I wish the best from everybody, obviously, too. I mean, we're all doing the same thing, and I got no ill will on anybody. And No, no, of course. I just want to see but, everybody else succeed, too, because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lonely sport, and it's a singular sport, but it's, it's got team environments to it, too, you know? And, of course, of course. And, I th- and, and, you know, and what you're saying, too, and I think and we've touched upon this many times on the podcast is you got to be smart with the people you're picking to fight. You yeah. know, you can't just be picking fights just for experience sake. Like you got to pick fights that you think are right for you. Uh, yeah. Like you said, like if there's a black belt that's O and O, you got to question like what the hell's up with that. But yeah, uh, yeah. like you got to pick the right fights for you. You got to plan around it. Right. And so not always is a last minute fight the best thing. When yeah. you're try- especially I mean, when you're trying to grow your career, right? Hey, you're going to be yeah. talking to BKB. You want to be able to say that you're a successful fighter, not, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being game for everything goes only so far, right? Yeah. You got to be smart about things, too. Yeah. No, definitely, my friend. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you wanted to say uh, to fans, friends, viewers, and listeners of the podcast or anybody that you wanted to shout out? Uh, hey, just uh, stay tuned for the next big thing. We're always going after the next big thing, right? Um, New opportunities are always always around the, the next corner. Um, other than that, it's the big shout out to everyone that supported me all the way through this. You know, Frank, Third Coast Shirts, um, uh, Dorian, uh, your graphic designer, Dorian Redden. Uh, I got my sponsor locally here, uh, Hungry Volcano. You can check them out at www.hungryvolcano.com. Uh, local international shipping for all your hot sauce needs. Um, other than that, no, it's all good. Nice. I love me some good hot sauce. And I saw those posts on your Instagram. So I'm definitely going to check them out. Uh, and I love the shirt that you're wearing. That's that third. Yeah. 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 So here, flipped around. Yeah. Yeah. Frank very, over at Third Coast Shirts. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Robert, it was an honor and a pleasure to meet you, my friend, a fellow Canadian. So I'm happy to have you on. Next time you have a fight, we've got to, we got to get you back on the podcast so we can help you Cheers. promo it. And uh, all the best to you, my friend. Keep in touch. Likewise. Likewise. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Thank you for your time. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care. Cheers. All right. See ya. Bye. All right. What a cool dude, man. And I apologize that I got his name wrong last podcast, but Robert DeArnay. Robert, add me to your parlay, DeArnay. What a cool kid, man, out in Calgary, Alberta. So wish him all the best. And uh, Feldman, unblock him, you bastard. Yeah, come on. What's with the Feldman brothers? Jeez Louise. Everybody's blocking everybody now. Everybody's such a baby about things, you know? He's he's dealing with bare knuckle fighters. What it, you know, like geez Louise, this is a different breed of people. You gotta have thick skin, my friend. Uh all right, Brady Bunch, thank you for uh coming on the podcast. And like I said, Chat GPT made our uh intro today. Did you uh what did you think about it? Was it good? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> AI, uh, but I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe I'll start uh using it for some other things yeah i just checked it out today for the first time i forget i must have heard something on the radio or something so i heard it but uh all right guys uh fan uh no not sorry not fan questions next week on the podcast okay so we like to bring you people from all over the place if you're here watching because of robert thank you so much but next week on the podcast we're going back to the ufc we've got super Sadiq yusuf coming on the podcast 
Dope. All right. If you don't know this dude, he may be flying under your radar, but this guy has what I would say is the funniest Instagram of any UFC fighter right now. He's putting yeah. out his, yeah, his own fight picks, which he just does essentially a stand-up comedy routine <laughs> while he does the fight picks. And the dude is funny as hell. So if you want to get prepped for next week's podcast, right. uh, go over to Super Sadiq Yusuf's Instagram and check him out. But anyways, he's coming on. Uh, there's a couple other UFC fighters that have recently contacted me. There's a UFC fighter's husband that has contacted me. Uh, so we're getting lots of cool guests lined up. But next week, Super Sadiq Yusuf, and we're happy to have him on. He's from Dana White's Contender Series as well. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's 7-1 and one in the UFC, and he's on a two-fight win streak. Yes, right about the two. I know. Yeah. Friend of the podcast update, Jillian the Savage and uh, Robert... Jillian the Savage Anderson. Robertson. Why do I always get it mixed up? Jillian Anderson is the X-Files person. <laughs> Jillian, Jillian the Savage Robertson uh, kicked ass on the weekend. Did you watch that fight pretty much? You know what? I've only watched the replays. Uh, okay, but did you, did you know that there was drama with her fight? What was it? So, and I'm going to play a little clip. So this is good that you don't know, I guess. This clip yeah. is a little bit edited, I feel. But here's kind of what happens at the end. Let's take a look at this. And please, God, YouTube, don't uh, delete this part. All right. So, all right. Well, there's no sound. I didn't think there was no sound on this video. God damn it. But Jillian Anderson is fighting, gets mm -hmm. the girl down into an arm bar. You see there the girl kind of taps maybe once. Now the video is kind of cut funny and edited. So it looks like she's tapped twice because it kind of resets. Yeah. But she's tapping. Essentially she kind of taps once then stops tapping. Like, and when I say taps once, like she does one like that, Yeah. then she stops and she's still struggling. The referee, Keith Peterson, no nonsense goes over top of her after the tap goes over her, is kind of looking for a second, and then breaks her off. And when he pulls it off, the girl underneath immediately is like, what the fuck? I didn't yeah. tap. I didn't realize. Then, okay, so I'm going to play it again now that I've said that, just so you can take a look. So she grabs her there. There's kind of like one-ish tap. Now that's the repeat of the same thing. And now here, see how Keith looks at her? Yeah. Like he kind of stands over her. I don't, I hope my voice plays over that, but you can see how he kind of looks at her for a second and then pulls her off. The amazing part, then when they go to call the fight, they go winner by verbal submission. Who, what was the verbal submission? Like, there's no way the girl said tap, tap, tap. And then when Keith Peterson pulls her off, she goes, I didn't tap. I mean, if she said I submit, there's no way she would have contested it. Yeah. I haven't seen her on any uh, podcast or any interview after that kind of talks about it. I reached out to her, tried to get her on, haven't been successful, but ugh. Now, sure. here's the thing, Brady Bunch. Everybody is like, well, she was going to snap the arm anyways. She might have. Okay. Yes. That Gochet doesn't play. Yeah, Gochet does not play. We had... <laughs> Like I said, we had Jillian Robertson on our podcast and she, we have a clip of her talking about, are you trying to snap arms? And she goes, yeah, I'm trying to break arms, which was perfect because then I released it right after this happened. <laughs> but the thing is, here's my question to you, Brady Bunch. Is it the ref's job to stop the submission because he thinks the arm is going to snap? So do you want my honest opinion? Yeah. This is interesting. I only want honest opinions going to think in two different ways. Yeah. I, I see both sides in a way. Okay. One is I think a lot of fighters will sit there and tell you to the end of time, if I'm not tapping, let them try to break my arm. Right. Right. The idea of a, a fighter's ego. But then I jump back to think of that disgusting Brazilian jujitsu grappling match that I think was at one a couple months back when that dude basically shredded the other dude's leg because he refused, refused to tap, right? Yes. So in that case, I don't think that guy is ever going to have a career again. I think it was really stupid. It was mm -hmm. pure ego and pride. 
Mm-hmm. I guess I wish in that type of setting that yes, someone should step in. Right. Uh, so yeah, I also know that like I've been in situations training jujitsu in particular, uh, where maybe do the inexperience or a weird angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've been in close situations of really getting hurt a few times. Right. Because uh, of, because of your stubbornness to not tap, you mean? Yes. Meaning I like wait a little too long and then I'm right. like the next day I'm like, fucking <laughs> shoulder. like, why did I go and do that? Right. right and usually right, right, right. nine out of 10 times when you're doing that, like, yes, you'll break free, get on top, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, I think it's more like delaying the outcome sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so he- here it is. I think a ref should step in if they really believe that an injury could happen that could end someone's career. That situation, looking at the video, I don't know. I would have left. I think I would have let. Yeah, I definitely think go back and watch the fight so you can see it. Yeah. Because it all happens in a fraction of a friggin' second, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, snapping an arm can happen in a fraction of a second, too. Like, as we saw with, uh, um, oh, my goodness, uh, Jessica Rose Clark, when she got her arm snapped. Yes. Right? Like, shoot, that might just happen. And if you wrench on it quick, like, yeah, you're going to snap it. Um, I'll say I was very surprised at the online people blasting the fact that they thought it was an appropriate stoppage, not because they think she tapped. There's obviously that argument that that one hit was a tap. Now, if you're a pro fighter, you know how to tap you idiots. Like we're not like, like if this girl meant to tap, she knows how to go. Yes. Right. Like tap two, three times. Like, you know how to tap. Yes. Right. And it's not like she goes unconscious or anything like where it's a choke and you're like, Oh, the person couldn't tap. Like, she knows how to tap. Yes. So maybe she kind of meant to tap or whatever. Regardless of that tap, that's not what Keith Peterson was stopping the submission for. He then stands over her. Again, these are milliseconds, but he stands over her, is looking at her. He's not looking at the tap or anything like that. And then he calls it, and then Bruce Buffer announces it as a verbal tap. Yeah, that's where it's weird to me. But I was surprised at the number of people online that were defending, saying it's a ref's job to protect the fighter. If he thought the arm was going to snap, he should have stopped it. Yes. That never. Okay. But, and I get that that's where you're coming from too, but that never fucking happens. I agree. But you don't get, you don't get refs going, oh, that rear naked choke looks pretty tough and you're probably going to go to sleep. I'm going to stop it now. But you know what? I watched. A choke is different than a snap. Yeah. Or not even. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did you see that video recently of a ref? A week or two ago that everyone's like, yo, this guy needs to be fine. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah dude's clearly out cold. Getting yeah, 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 yeah. Out, right? And right, like, right, right. Oh, that could have led to that guy dying, right? Yes. Right. And that's where I'd rather. <sighs> no, you can't. Okay. I mean, I'm glad that we're opposed because I like it when we argue. Uh, but holy moly. Like, remember when uh, this guy, when Mokhaev uh, just just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Remember when he was deep in the arm bar or whatever, and God knows he did not tap and it looked like it was going to snap the whole time. Yes. He came out saying, I will never tap. I know it's a crazy thing to say. I'll go to sleep and break my arm. I'll never tap. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, okay, cool dude. You know what I mean? But, but he was saying like, no, you, who cares? Like imagine if, if that same ref, if Keith Peterson was watching that Muhammad Mokaya fight, he would have, he would have stopped the fight. You know what? It's crazy. Get Keith Peterson on this podcast. Get uh, the girl, and I apologize, her name. Let me find out her name. It's P- uh, Piera Lafiera, I know, but I just don't know her last name. Uh, Duma? Hold on. I think it also depends on... Rodriguez. Piera Rodriguez. Piera Lafiera Rodriguez. I, I think that a big decision, kind of like in boxing... Almost bare knuckle. Go watch a bare knuckle fight where it's not a championship or title contending type match. Yeah. They very often will call those fights earlier for a cut, right? You go into the champ- championship rounds, yeah. those guys be pouring from the face. <laughs> I almost feel like that's, yeah. I don't know, but you're right. You're right. And who, but who I, just, I just think like 
if if now after this refs think that they can call submissions due to a perceived injury the internet will be ablaze with people being angry of all these fights being stopped short because the ref has determined that well his arm was probably going to break so i just stopped it yeah, Dude, you know. don't know. Like, you can't know that. Uh, I posted this on uh, Twitter. DC, DC says she would have tapped anyways. To justify the stoppage, I said, is the stupidest thing I've ever heard on this horrible broadcast so far. And that's saying something. Because, goddamn, the, I apologize. But the UFC broadcast is getting a little bit worse yeah. and worse. I mean, if Bisping wasn't drunk that whole podcast... He's like slurring words. It's like it's really weird. Like I feel like, anyways, it was bad. But DC said, DC fucking DC says she was gonna tap anyways. Yeah, he's psychic. He's not, and that's where you know what go back to. All about like I remember Ken Shamrock brought up the Izzy fight that he lost to Alex, their first fight in the UFC. and Ken Shamrock recently was like, you know what? If I was that ref, I wouldn't have called it for Izzy when he did. Uh, and his opinion was, yo, there are certain champions that they have a certain level of heart. They can look like they're out, right? Yeah. But they will come out and get that win, right? And so sometimes I wonder, like, I would hate to be in a match and maybe that ref doesn't know the heart I have or the ability that I have. And that they would or the flexibility or the pain threshold or the pain yes, tolerance. Right. And like furthermore, I can only imagine being on a win streak and like losing a match that way and going down the rankings and just so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I crazy. Um, so that was like mm, probably one of the worst one of the worst calls I've seen lately. Was Jillian okay? Let me just clarify this. Was Jillian Robertson gonna get the tap or snap that arm? Yes, I have no doubt in a million years that it was gonna happen. Yeah. But let Fiera Rodriguez, let Fiera Rodriguez get to the point that she wants to make that decision. I agree. Let her let her arm get snapped or let her uh, tap. I agree. I, I don't think it's the ref's job to step in there. Very controversial, apparently to all the 12 year olds I'm fighting with online, but you know, whatever. Uh, What is next for Jillian Anderson? I'm going to say right now, I think Jillian Anderson needs to fight the karate hottie. You think so? I think that's a good matchup because Jillian Anderson has gone down to straw weight. She's not ranked obviously with this win in impressive fashion. She now has the most submissions in women's, I think women's UFC history now. Um, I think she needs to take on a ranked opponent. I think Michelle Watterson just coming off a loss right around the same week too. They can probably wait the same amount of time. And I feel like that's a good fight. I agree. So I think uh, Jillian Robertson versus Karate Hottie is the next fight to make at straw weight. I'd like to see that fight. That's a pretty cool fight. Um, Another thing that happened on the weekend, Brady Bunch, which was probably the most beautiful thing. I have ever seen in UFC. Uh, no, the be- most beautiful thing I've ever seen in sports. Do you know what I'm talking about? What was the most beautiful thing in the world that happened? Brady Bunch brought a tear to people's eyes this weekend. Yeah. Why am I going blank? Because you are, have a heart of stone. Maybe if you did not cry at this, Ed Herman and Zach Cummings, embracing and retiring together. Did you see this? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, you're laughing at me. Did you not find this beautiful? I'm not like you. (laughs) Really? Oh man. I was touched by that. I thought that was, I thought that was the ultimate sign of, uh, martial arts, respect, honor, uh, you know, whatever, just the, the, the loyalty, the honor, the respect, all that. Is that John Cena? I don't know what I'm doing, but I agree. It, it's it was beautiful, like the the and and the way that they uh, paid respect to one another. They both spoke on the mic so heartfelt about their families and everything like that. I thought it was gorgeous. I don't know. No, yeah. you're just like whatever. Losers get going. You know what? Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. 
You're right. Uh, I don't know. I don't have to be. It's fine. I uh, good for them both. Uh, I guess you know what I'll say this. Maybe the MMA world needs more of that. More mm-hmm. of the respecting your opponents. The yeah, I don't even know. The fact that they were <laughs> hunting like that though—that's what made me laugh. Honestly. Well, you thought it was it was too. Did I take too too sensual of a photo here? I don't know what is your. <laughs> it's just I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know, um, you can tell by the look on his face, right? Like authentic, the emotion. I can't imagine. Uh, good for them, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought it, I thought it was beautiful. Ed Herman, man, Ultimate Fighter season two or three, like. I mean, and I also want to say that was the perfect matchup in fight for people that were close to retirement. Those are two guys that were perfectly matched, right? They didn't put Ed Herman up against Israel Adesanya, you idiots. Like you give him a guy that's close. Yes, he lost, but it was, you know, close-ish. I didn't know he was the longest tenured fighter. I think so. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Like, well... Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess time-wise, yeah, because who else is coming from that time? Right. Lawler? Maybe Lawler, though, no? Wouldn't Lawler be close to that? I'm trying to think. But Lawler would have been in another organize. No, Lawler was before that, because back when... came from, uh, what was it, WEC? Strikeforce? Strikeforce. Or whatever. But he was in UFC 4. Anyways, whatever, let's not fact-check that. The fact of the matter is, dude is old. Old as shit. But put on a hell of a good perform. Not great, but hell of a good performance respectful performance in front of his family and his kids. And Zach Cummings did a great job, retires in his hometown. Anyways, beautiful, beautiful all around. Uh, Brady Bunch does not think so. All right. Uh, Next next thing we'll talk about is, uh, and I I wanted to talk about this with uh, Robert, is how hard do you spar? Ooh, I like that. I saw uh, Max Holloway's So. Yes, there was my tie-in. The fact that Max Holloway does not spar at all. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. And then, so, you know, there's a champion who over time has realized, hey, I'm not going to waste on that. I'm going to, I'm not going to spar at all, which is crazy. Um, and and he's a champion and he looks amazing. So there's got to be something to it. Uh, then you get videos like this. And I think this is at, house of dragons it's a gym out in the states but this is a video they post of their fighters uh in training i bet you That is, and I saw at the top there. That is at House of Dragons International. I hope stupid YouTube doesn't cut that out. Brady Bunch thoughts, comments. So I find it really interesting because I remember when we interviewed your buddy Bam Bam, he was all against the sparring too. Uh, I was talking about like that was his new strategy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember him being like, "Yo, you know enough about this, da 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 da, right? I'm gonna right. focus on cardio and all that." Uh, so with studies, right, we're learning that, you know, I got into a fight with someone about this. They're acting like they knew it all. But like, yes, wearing headgear and wearing gloves causes more brain damage than like not wearing a glove, right? Uh, wait, wait, what's wrong with headgear? So headgear actually increases the shaking of your brain when you get hit. So there's been, I've been reading about some amateur orgs that are now like dropping the headgear because I guess science is showing the gloves and the headgear actually lead to more long-term shaking and damage. Uh, whereas I guess a bare fist to a bare head causes damage, can lead to some shaking, but it's a whole different thing, right? Uh, we know about CTE, right? Mm-hmm. We see a lot of punch drunk older fighters. I know mm-hmm. you know some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it makes me wonder, right? You got a form of dementia that is tied to getting, like, I think it's na- nicknamed, like, after being a pugil, you know, a boxer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, in my opinion, those guys are idiots, right? Wait, but, which ones? Those the ones guys that are like sparring that way, right? 
Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you are a House of Dragons athlete and want to come on this podcast or support us financially, we I do not agree with the statement of Brady Bunch. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry. It is No, okay, come on. That is crazy. If you are, I mean, to me, that's, those guys are going to kill each other. The, guy, the one guy that does the spinning heel kick? Yes. Full force? Yeah. I don't so, know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's where, like, to go back... Uh, I've seen other videos like that, right? Yeah. Uh, where they go all out, right? So first of all, one of you is going to get hurt eventually, right? right. That's going to cut into the amount of time you can train, right? A, you're yeah. going to get extra damage. Uh, and here's the truth. A lot of times when I see people sparring that way, they're often losing their form. <laughs> and just like, they're just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, and to go uh, back, I went to sparring yesterday, kickboxing. Yeah. And what really got to me was, uh, you know, we, we switch partners. Imagine I go up to a guy and we're ending in clinch, right? I took my mouthpiece out. We use no helmets in my kickboxing gym, right? Part of the reason I dig it is like, it's kind of light. We're not really, most of us aren't trying okay. to hurt each other. I was told to go drill my clinch with some guy. And you take your mouth guard out? I had it out already because I'm used to sparring with the other people that like I know won't be using so much force. This guy hit me immediately right in the face <laughs> with a fucking elbow, right? Yeah. Like complete prick. Meanwhile, and the guy's like twice my size too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it made me think like, yo, I still have some pain there. A, I learned my lesson. I'm keeping my mouthpiece in. But B, motherfucker, we were just training. Right. right. Like it right. wasn't a serious spar. And there yeah. you are, like throwing real elbows and fucking knees the very second we start. Right. And what I wanted to say was like, hey, I'm going to avoid that guy at the gym from now on. Yeah. Because he's course. the type that will get me hurt before a fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm blabbering. No, no, not at all. No. The, everything you're saying is 100% correct. First of all, all kids always leave your mouth guard in. Fact. Yeah. Like, not only for the fact that it's safe. But you need to get used to wearing it, too. Mm -hmm. What I hate is uh, if I start wearing my mouth guard after I haven't in a while, man, my jaw just hurts because yeah. just holding it in, it makes your jaw a little bit funny. So, like, you got to get rid of that feeling, too. So, you kind of got to condition yourself out of that. But, uh, no, keep your mouth guard in, goddamn, because you also don't know what idiot is going to do something. Yes. You know? And I also agree with you. you got to pick your sparring partners correctly. Um. You know, especially before a fight and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there was <laughs> when I used to train MMA, there was this one guy and he was more of a jujitsu guy. But I always remember we would spar and I, I think he did it a couple times, but like we'd be sparring and I'd be like against the wall or, you know, the fence. Well, we didn't have a fence, but I'm against the wall. And he was kind of like, you know, giving it to me. And he would just throw a spinning back fist like fucking so hard and like i remember he did it twice and both times i blocked it but i was like holy shit <laughs> like that would fucking knocked me out pretty badly had i not you know yeah i was just like buddy easy like what's going on uh yeah anyways hard sparring yeah so max holloway doesn't spar at all yeah that's right bam bam i think said that he goes pretty light on the sparring like not really so um i will say this my boxing boxing gym spars fucking hard <laughs> where I, I, what I will say is that guy that runs that place, a former champ, very punch drunk, but like, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, you want to know another funny story? Yeah. When I, when I, when I was doing one of my uh, other, when I was working a job and uh, let's say it was in the medical field and uh, cause I never tell people what I do. Right. But so I was working, let's say I'm in the medical field and there's this old guy, Eastern European guy. And, uh, he was a boxer and, or former boxer. And he told me that when he used to train kids in Eastern Europe, yeah. that he would go to the parents. This is such a funny story. He told me that he would go to the parents and say, Hey, your kid wants to be a boxer. Are you okay with this? And he would have a conversation. He said with, with the kid didn't know. And I would talk to the parents and make sure that you want your kid to be a boxer. You're sure. And then he would say, okay, so I'm going to do something. You okay with this? And the parents would go, yeah, yeah, got it. 
And he goes the next day they're in training and he would say to the kid, you sure you're going to be a boxer? You sure you want to be a boxer? Yep. Yep. The kids. Yep. Yep. Bam. He would break their nose (laughs) with a shot (laughs) because he said the first time, and I don't know if this is true. I've never, uh, I've never scientifically checked this Eastern European boxing coach. Yeah. But he said the first time you get your nose broken, you pass out hundred percent. Interesting. But once it's broken and then it fixes, the next time it breaks, you don't you don't go unconscious. Interesting. So I broke, I broke so my nose three times. I was told. Uh, and did I you didn't, go, did you? I didn't even did, know. Hmm. So what's interesting is like uh, I'm thinking back to an incident when I was really young that hurt a lot and kind of did take me out. And then I think those other times I just kind of <laughs> carried on. And so I think there's something to the theory that you break it once, you're better. Um, yeah. So anyways, I just always remember that funny story. And I'm like, so you just were like breaking children's noses? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so okay. they go, go back to this crazy punch drunk boxing guy. I watched parents come in. They want their kids to be boxers. And then they're back within a week. And they're... T- and they're demanding for their money back because this guy makes these kids cry, right? And he yeah. like, talk to the yeah. parents. He's a little too hard, but he's like, your kid wants to be a fighter and they're a crybaby, right? Uh, yeah. To be fair, a trainer there, my first time fucking sparring there, they broke my back tooth. Uh, and it was a similar scenario. You got me thinking. I'm wondering if this is a strategy. I remember they kept telling me, so you want to be a boxer? You want to be a boxer? Come in the yeah. ring. And they like, test. Clocked me so hard. I didn't even tell them that they broke my tooth, right? I kept right, going. Yeah, I remember yeah. being like, shit, what did I get myself into? Yeah. I'll tell you this though, I've never been hit as hard since. Because uh, you learned to block or dodge, or because you just. <laughs> I think, A, they wanted to teach me a fucking lesson. It was yeah. completely, yes, I did not block. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but B, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Blabbering. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's what this is about. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyways, the hard sparring. I just thought was an interesting concept, and like you know, how do you how do you deal with that, or what do you do? But um, yeah, I don't know. And then I'm glad I'm going to quickly segue into my last topic, which I thought was something interesting. And uh, I hope I have this as a picture. Ah, I do. Okay. So we're talking about hard sparring, right? Yeah. I, li- I like today's podcast. I feel like everything's flowed into one another. We're talking about hard sparring. We're talking about people getting knocked out, being punched drunk into your future and stuff, right? Like, I mean, you're talking about the CTE and how that's going to affect you. We've talked a little bit about people's plans post-fighting and like their their plans into their future. Yes. This I caught on, I forget what the hell it was. It was someone's Instagram post. And then do you know the ex-UFC fighter, uh, Violent Bob Ross? The Violent Bob Ross, that guy? Why does it sound familiar? Well, he got charged with some domestic problems. <laughs> That's why he just got let go by the UFC. But he was the violent Bob Ross. I think he was from maybe a season of The Ultimate Fighter. His like cool, like almost like um, sideshow Mel looking hair. Um. Anyways, that dude. And then there's another guy, the Spartan or whatever. Anyways, these are two pro UFC, uh, sorry, two pro MMA fighters, and they were commenting under uh, some post. I just took a snapshot out of it here. The first guy says something like, I feel your pain. I'd apply for a normal job, but I don't know how. And then Violent Bob Ross says, I swear, man, the other day I was just thinking about how I've given my life to the sport, but I have no way of operating a normal life. Uh, I could relate a little bit. <laughs> well, hold on. You've got a job. You've got a career. Yeah. You, you, you know what, I fucking struggle sometimes because I love all this other shit so much more that if I could choose, I'd be in the fucking gym all day, fighting all day, training all day. And yeah, yeah. Uh, And I do find like, so yes, I have a career. But there are a lot. And and you have skills. You have a career and you have skills. You have an education. You have things that you can rely on. In a way, yes. You're right. You're right. I agree there. I think there's, you know, fighters such as these two conversing that I just picked this out. And maybe they're joking. Okay, fine. Maybe they're joking. But I don't think so. And you know what? Uh, but it's like, shit, what are these dudes going to do 
active. I, like you got to prepare, you got to plan, you got to plan your career. And that's part of why I've been secretly stressing out a little bit. Uh, going back to our last guest, where he's talking about the how a year could go by and you have all these plans and stuff. Uh, Wait, which last guest? You mean Robert? Yes, right. Like today. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where was I going with this? Crap. You're saying you're, you're saying you're just stressing over like future and how fast time flies and what are you going to do? Yes. Yeah. Part of me is like, yo, I love this. Should I really be focusing more on my career career at the moment? If I spend too much on this fighting shit, is five years going to go by? I'm going to be like, holy shit. Like all the other things I should have been focusing on. Maybe I should have, right? But guess what? I have the crazy fighter in me and the heart uh, where I got to yeah. keep going and trying this shit for two more years. Uh, right. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, you know, you do whatever you're going to do. But I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that for you, it might be less impactful because you know, like, even if you're not thinking about it, you know, you've got skills to support yourself post fight life. Right. Like, you know, you've got something that's going to help support you post fight life or, or you know that you'd be able to figure something out. Yeah. But some of these fighters and like, if you're a young fighter, I mean, it was nice. Like, so then when we're talking to Robert today, right. So he's a young fighter out in Canada and I didn't know one of my questions was going to be around like, you know, what's after fighting because he's 27 years old. Um, you know, he's only had a couple of fights. So like, he's kind of new into it. I know he wants to go, but he was saying, Hey, I've got jobs. I do things. I blah, blah, blah. Right. Like he hasn't abandoned financial security in pursuit of his dream, which is good, which I like to hear because I did want to talk to him about that. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was really funny when those guys are putting that up. I was like, Oh guys, you got to get to something. You know what though? You have me thinking too. It's not just with fighting. I've known quite a few people. So if anyone's listening, here's some advice. Follow your passions, but you always have a plan B and C. Uh, right. Because I know quite a few people that dedicated their lives to football and sports like that. One person in particular didn't focus much in school, full ride to college, was a star. Walking home from a party one night, got hit by a drunk driver, shattered their legs. They never played again. Uh, and guess what? This person ended up becoming addicted to drugs, homeless. Mm. And they told me, this was advice they gave me. They didn't, they didn't focus on plan B and C, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Hope, hope yeah. some fighters, hopefully as time goes on, maybe they will be, you know, Muay Thai college teams and uh, <laughs> there'll be a yeah. way to create, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right a course where you can go and chase this dream while focusing on a career as well in school. I'm blabbering. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's right. No, but that's, I mean, we talked about it. There's uh, you know um, if, if you are a fighter or you're interested about financial stuff after, like I would say, go check out our podcast with uh, Jake Matthews who talks about it and he's running programs to help tutor and educate people on what to do and how to financially plan your life. So, um, and he's, he offers those services to anybody. You just hit him up. And he's, and he's putting together an organization and whatever to help people with that. So, um, you know, there's, there's things out there, but you can't just like, let it go and just imagine that it's going to work itself out after, right? Like you have to do stuff. Um, that said, and then this will be my last segue is Josh, the gentleman Hill, uh, Bellator fighter, friend of the podcast, former guest of the podcast. He just announced that he is now the Canadian, he's in charge of Canadian talent, for sucker punch entertainment Wait. which it all right uh, keep going yeah <laughs> so the canadian canadian uh, head of talent or whatever for sucker punch entertainment which is the massive uh agency right there they have everybody rose Namunas, carla jamahal hill uh our friend um jenna bishop angela hill blah 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 right like has he has they have everybody that dude uh Brian Butler Ow, I believe is the owner's name. Super nice guy. He's, he's spoken with me for the podcast and talked to me. Very, very nice dude. He has such a, a monopoly on this thing. But Josh Hill is now the, the head of the Canadian. So I reached out to Josh. I said, congratulations. So publicly, congratulations, Josh Hill. And uh, I told him right away. I said, hey, man, you got Canadian fighters 
that you want on this podcast, you just say the word and they will be here. So I'm very happy to be able to have that connection as well. So we can get some, some other Canadian talent, which is cool. And uh, he said, yeah, for sure. He had actually sent me a guy today that is fighting um, this Sunday in Toronto at rebel nightclub. I don't know. I might go check out these fights. Apparently there's MMA, MMA fights right around the corner from me. Why not? Uh, yeah, I really should. And so there's a guy on there. I'm going to give him a shout out. Gino Galapardes. I apologize. I'm not going to say that right. But Gino Galapardes, apparently he is fighting on the card this Sunday, uh, April 23rd. It is at Prospect Fighting Championship 16. So he was supposed to be on the podcast today. who's actually going to be our second guest. Um, but he was working. So good for him for having a job and uh, he was working, so he couldn't make it today, but good luck to him. Maybe I will see him on Sunday. That's awesome. But yeah, so some cool stuff happening in the world of MMA. Uh, what else is happening? Anything else happening with you that we need to say before we oh, go? Yeah. So as long as I don't screw this up, being an ADHD autistic mess. Got it. Uh, in case any <laughs> listeners know, I'm, diagnosed with both right so don't judge me for saying that but uh but basically rough and rowdy reached out i think it was yesterday or two days ago you Uh, posted something and i'm like what is this okay yeah so imagine Brittany vaughn who fought for rough and rowdy in the past as you know fought g marie that chicken that's dodging me uh it sounds like Brittany reached out to this organization and challenged me uh, I heard she has a call out video and then they called me. Uh, so I'm supposed to make my call out video. And it sounds like we're going to be meeting. I think it's May 27th or May 28th. Holy shit. Uh, for a boxing match, rough and rowdy style. Uh, so I'm, I'm just really excited, a little nervous. I got weight to cut. I got to lose like 30 pounds, I think. Which I literally, considering the timing, I'm a little nervous about, uh, but I'm super excited about that. Uh, That's amazing. Where's that going to be? That's New York. So actually, no. <laughs> so funny where oh. they're going to have this. Uh, they're having it in West Virginia, actually. Huntington, West Virginia. Okay. Uh, it's going to be on pay-per-view. Barstool Sports is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could have... Sarah show up in my corner. Yeah, Sarah for Sarah Ferruja, our our was it our first guest of the new year? Sarah Ferruja, who yeah. fought for Rough and Rowdy. Yeah, yes, and I'm loving everything she posts. By the way, yeah, yeah, Instagram. she does she does a good job on her Instagram. Not uh, not fight related anymore though. What the fuck? Yes, yes, okay. we need to get her back involved, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have that. I will talk to you off camera. So wait, what is that? May what? I think 27th or 28th. I think weigh-ins are Thursday and the fight like, is Friday. Shouldn't you be in a sauna right now? So guess what? I'm, uh, you maybe saw me having my MCT oil. Oh, and okay. Friggin' okay. liquids because okay. yes, I'm doing. Wait, I'm May. Hold on. I apologize. May what? I think 27th or 28th. That's a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and we are one, two. So I think it's on a Friday. I think it's a Friday night. Oh, so that would be the 26th then. May right. 26th. So you're like five and a half weeks out. Yeah. So you are in prime fight camp. Yeah. As we speak. Yeah. I'm doing All right. Well, shit. Three hours straight last night to end my night. Uh, sparring and all. You may have to pull. You may have to pull uh, what they did on the ultimate fighter. When uh, that one girl had to shave her head to cut weight, to make weight (laughs) (laughs) on the scale. Yeah. I don't even want to talk, but I used to be a wrestler. I know some, I know some tricks. You're going to hold the, you're going to hold the towel DC style. DC style. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm a little nervous. I better make weight. I'll be so mad if I don't make weight. Uh, but after that, uh, I may have spoken about this in the past. Fight Circus wants me to fight for them. Right. AFL wants me to fight for them. I'm trying to find an opponent, hopefully for my time match. AFL, it would literally be June 10th. So, like, I might literally have two fights. A week and a half after. Yes. Uh, BKFC, I spoke with some people today about BKFC. 
Uh, I'm still being promised fights if I get my fucking paperwork in order. Uh, a cool thing is the people I spoke to today, as you know, with our last guest, it's like, yo, where do you go train bare knuckle? Uh, it just so happens that people are being spoken to that have like bare knuckle gyms in the UK. So they're talking about maybe me flying out there for a couple of weeks to actually train pure bare knuckle. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm going through this weird period where I'm such a mess. I hope I can make all these fights happen as long as I get organized, make weight. Um, and I'll fill you in more, Tim, about some other things. I don't think <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, geez Louise, I thought it was just going to be, yeah, I had a nice uh, dinner yesterday and my life is going well. But boy, you drop a lot of bombs, uh, a lot of fights, news that is coming up. So yeah, of course, like everybody's going to support you like crazy. Um, if this May thing happens, that is crazy quick and, and cool. How far, uh, I apologize, just very quickly, how far away is that from where you live? Like, <sighs> So bad. Is that, that's a flight or a drive? I can drive. I can drive. Probably like, like seven hours, maybe. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. But it's not nothing. Uh, all right. Well, congratulations on that. I'll talk to you about that off air. Everybody else, uh, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for checking us out, as always. Really, really appreciate it. Please do follow and subscribe to us. I mean, we've said that for 116 episodes in a row. I feel like if you're a follower and you you know, and you haven't been following us, well, then fuck. We're not going to get you on episode 117, you know? Uh yes. So, but just, you know, tell your friends and, and, and everything. And if you're new to the podcast, please do follow and subscribe to us here, everywhere, wherever you're hearing us or whatever, Spotify, YouTube, all that. Uh, we will be back next week. Sadiq Youssef, UFC. Like I said, we've got some cool guests lined up and uh, that's about it. Brady that's Bunch, awesome. I'm going to put a couple of videos up here for people to check out. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put the Jake Matthews one or whatever. But anyways, you can find all our uh, library as you always do. So thank you, Brady Bunch. Thank you as always. Have See you all next week. See ya.